Agenda setting conversations of the day. Of course, the Wagner Group this morning, this this weekend, raised eyebrows when they, uh, you know, unexpectedly turned on the Russian military. They were hours from closing in on Moscow, uh, and he said, uh, Wagner's uh, boss, uh, Yevgeny uh, Prashogin, said that he was going to overthrow Putin uh, in Moscow, saying that there will be a new president. A deal seems to have been uh, struck between them, uh, mediated by one of Putin's close allies, uh, Wagner, uh, uh, Yevgeny himself being a close ally to, to, to Vladimir Putin. What does this mean for the strength of Wagner uh, the world over? as it has now been tamed out in Russia, Tempisa uh, Vakude? Uh, well, it's going to be difficult for, for Wagner, particularly Benny Progozhin, to continue operating as normal. We know that he's in exile at the moment in uh, Belarus. Uh, but uh, it's going to be quite difficult for him to, uh, to, to operate normally. But uh, also what's important is his operations in Africa, particularly in countries such as Mali, uh, um, Central African Republic and Sudan, where the Wagner Group has been very, very active. What will happen to those um, uh, to those platforms, organizations that he runs there alongside some of the uh, military or paramilitary groups, particularly in Sudan? So, overall, I think the Russians have just kicked the can down the road. Uh, this is not over by a long stretch. Um, and again, it exposes Vladimir Putin who has been very harsh on his opposition, uh, you know, often jailing them. But uh, this time around, in less than uh, 24 hours, he's given um, uh, his pardon, Yevgeny Prokhozhin, after what has happened on Saturday. So we are sitting now and looking at the weaker uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Uh, What what triggered this, there are two versions of the story, right? Yevgeny says that Vladimir Putin was impatient with two traitors, having operated within Wagner that they were going to get rid of and they were going to move on peacefully. Uh, but the real claim uh, is that there is a tense relationship between uh, Yevgeny and Sergei Shogu, who is the uh, defense minister of Russia. Uh, minister Sergei was impatient uh, with Yevgeny, given that uh, Yevgeny didn't want Wagner troops to be uh, signed onto the Russian Defense Force. Uh, those contracts were due to be signed on the 1st of July. And so this is what caused the outburst. But the same thing happens in other parts of the world where governments hire Yevgeny's uh, military troops. Oh, yes. Uh, this what triggered, I mean, correctly so, this what triggered the, uh, the standoff on Saturday. Well, which culminated to what happened on Saturday. But we've been uh, observing Prigozhin uh, 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 um, defying the army in, uh, in Ukraine, mainly because they've been refusing to supply him with ammunition for obvious reasons, that they saw that they, are, they were feeding the beast, which um, you know, manifested itself on Saturday. And they stopped doing that. But more than anything else, there was a call um, to integrate some of the Wagner groups, in, some of the members of the Wagner group into the army. And uh, he uh, refused to do so. And this is what uh, we saw happening on Saturday uh, as a result. Uh, and I did mention in my brief that it's precisely the same thing that happened in Sudan, if you remember, uh, when the RSF uh, was demanded or was instructed by the 
Sudanese armed forces to be integrated into the army. They refused, and what happened was that they took up arms, and we have what we have at the moment in Sudan. By the way, the uh, Wagner Group is working very closely with the RSF in Sudan uh, in, in terms of those gold mine concessions and mining projects particularly in Darfur. So what happened on Saturday is precisely what happened in, in, in Sudan. And I think this is just the beginning. We're going to see more and more of this uh, as we, we, we move along. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they're operating next door right to us in, in, in uh, Mozambique. They're also operational in Cameroon and uh, Central as, uh, as well as in, 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 in the Congo. What, is, what does this mean for how those governments would respond uh, to Yevgeny's uh, stubbornness into wanting to integrate uh, the, his his troops into their militaries officially. Well, you know the the, the strangest thing is that the uh, mercenaries are not allowed in in, uh, in 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 Russia, but for some reason Wagner Group has continued to operate, and um, it has proliferated in Africa at the uh, with the support of Vladimir Putin, mainly basic mainly to do the data work for Russia. So what? What will happen now is we all wonder what's going to be happening in terms of who's going to be doing Russia's dirty work. Uh, because the Wagner Group has been doing that. They did that in many other parts of the world, including in Georgia, in, in Ukraine, and other parts. Uh, in Syria, for example, at the moment, they're busy there. We had yesterday that um, uh, scores of people were killed as a result of the, the Russian bombing. So Russia uses this front to continue you know, perpetuating its own... Uh, missions um, so that they, they they cannot be held liable by the international law. Uh, they can violate all the rules, international uh, yeah. rules, uh, without being held accountable because basically it's not them who are doing the work. It's the Wagner Group, the missionary yeah. group. Yeah, so, absolutely. So this is gonna this is gonna be this is gonna be quite interesting. Uh, what's gonna be happening henceforth? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that, Tempest of Akuda. Really, really do appreciate. We'll be following that story very, very clearly. What's your reaction to that story? What did you make of the news as it was breaking over the weekend? There was seems to have been a new uh, development and update on it every hour. I was glued to my Twitter uh, as I followed the story. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Send me your WhatsApp voice notes over there. On the other side of this, we speak to uh, Sathulele Luzipo who is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy.